Did you hear the big news? We started a private university. We are rolling out a new design certificate program and a master's degree program along with our Design Suite Mastermind. We have new enrollment dates coming up for these programs. And if you want to watch a 10-minute video and learn more, go to designsuitecourses.com learn. Welcome to the Make and Design Podcast. I'm your host, Karina Gardner. On this podcast, we're unraveling the everyday joys and dilemmas of design, making, and business. For makers who want to be designers and for designers who are makers, this is your inside scoop to help you grow your business and bring more creativity to your life. Hey guys, I am here with Cindy Cloward, who's the owner of Riley Blake Fabrics. I'm super excited to have Cindy on because, first of all, I've known you for, oh my gosh. A long time. It's been a long time. We won't say how long. Because I've been designing for Riley Blake for maybe 10 years. Yeah. Something like that. 10 years, How yes. old is Riley Blake? We launched our first collection in 2009. Yeah. Spring of 2009. Mm-hmm. And then, I don't know, it came on a couple of years after that. Yeah, it was that. just a couple of years after that. Yeah. So, so going 13 years. Yeah, so, yeah. so crazy. Yeah. Kate, I am so excited to have Cindy on because, first of all, I love working for you. I love working for we Riley like Blake. working with you. It's too. really, really Korea. fun. And um, I thought it would be really fun to talk about what you guys have coming out that's really new mm-hmm. and really fun. And maybe even a little bit about Riley Blake, like where you guys see yourselves heading, what you guys are doing. Um, you come out with how many collections every single month? Um, I think we're up to about, oh gosh, eight sometimes yeah. 10. That is so insane. <laughs> that is insane. But it just really goes to show just, I mean, cause you guys have grown so quickly. I mean, I yes. remember when it was like brand new. Yeah. We have had a lot of growing planes over the year, but we're, we're, I feel like we're hitting our sweet spot right now. Like yeah. we really are hitting our stride and, um, we're kind of where we want to be. So it, it's good. It's yeah. all good. I, I think it's really easy to see that from the outside. It's harder when you are the business owner and you're trying to like make it all work. Yeah. No, so. we have so many moving parts and some days I am really tired. Yeah. Well, and, and not only is it Riley Blake, cause Riley Blake is really the brand for all the designer fabric. Mm-hmm. You guys have Christensen wholesale. Yeah. That's where the distributing arm. So back in, um, 2009, we bought Christensen wholesale. I mean, 1999 before the 2000s. Wow. We're going back. So that's when I, I, I'll give you a little backstory. So about 2009, uh, we bought Christensen wholesale. It was a wholesale business that had been around 80 years. So it's been over a hundred years now. It had been a staple in Utah for fabric and kind of other wholesale items that were bought out. And we bought the wholesale business. That's where my father-in-law who was in the industry for over 30 years selling fabrics. He owned family fabrics along the Wasatch Front, along with my mother-in-law, because she worked hard, too, in the fabric industry. And um, they they bought their goods from Christensen Wholesale, a lot of them. And the owner had passed away, and they were looking for a buyer. So we, we were, my husband grew up in the fabric industry, did not want to do that, but we were kind of like, the silent partners or owners of this business um, of Christensen Hostel. So we bought that in 1999. We live in upstate New York. My husband is was in the corporate world at that time, and and you were a nurse. Yeah, during that I, time. I, well, I was I was on hiatus raising my kids in New York. I I I'm a labor and delivery nurse by 
trade. I have a my art bachelor's degree, RN degree, and I worked at University of Utah for ten years as a nurse of uh, OB flight nurse for a couple of years of those. And um, I kind of taken a break and I was raising my kids. I have four children, and um, so at the time in New York, I still have my nursing license, so I still kept my nursing license by education hours, but. My husband was working for a wireless company, and then a month after we bought Christians and Wholesale, my father-in-law got diagnosed with lung cancer. Mm. And it was just a pretty devastating diagnosis because it kind of spread. And so he battled that for three years, and after three years, he succumbed to it and passed away. And we had to make a decision. Like, we had this wholesale business that kind of supported his mom, and it needed leadership, and uh, we needed to run it, so um, we we moved back from New York, and um, my husband started working the wholesale business. I still didn't have a lot to do with it at that point, and um, yeah, we just looked at it, and it needed a lot of work. It just really was, you know, after my husband, my father-in-law had battled cancer, it just needed a lot of TLC, and, and we were just selling everyone at other companies goods and we weren't making anything of our own so we launched alpine flannels we saw sold a lot of flannels in utah and surrounding states and we launched that i think it was in 2005 and we worked with a couple local artists and we did fairly well with Mm -hmm. that it was modest success but we wanted to go in the big time and do quilting cottons and um so we had a friend that had a scrapbook company we grew up with in high school and grew up and I met her in high school. My husband, she lived closer to my husband growing up and um, my mind's eye. And, and, and that's kind of how yes, this connection yes. was made because I used to design scrapbooking paper yeah. for my mind's eye. And they didn't, you know, at the time, there were, I, I don't want to be too dowdy, but there was a lot of grandma fabric out there. There was nothing, mm-hmm. there's not a lot I wanted to sew with. Mm-hmm. And it took me about a year to convince Marcia to go, I would make beautiful fabric out of your designs. And so she, we licensed with her to bring her designs to fabric. And it really was one of that instant success. Like we, we were so new and innovative in the market. People were like, Riley Blake Designs. I love the look of your bright colors. And it's all stuff I wanted to sew with. And and I was, uh, I've been a lifetime sewer, but I'd never been a quilter. And I learned to quilt when we launched Riley Blake Designs. I had a lot of, I joined the Alpine Quilt Group around here. I worked with some wonderful quilters. And yeah, I, I, I got the bug and I love to quilt. And, um, and then we worked with a lot of scrapbook companies. Again, you were from that industry. Yeah, that, that was like that weird crossover moment yeah, where yeah. designers, because I had just finished my doctorate and I was mm-hmm. in digital scrapbooking at the time and then got a deal with my mind's eye to start. And it was a little bit after that I had actually signed with another fabric company and then made the transition over to you guys. Which you realized you wanted to come on. I just <laughs> wanted to come to Riley Blake. There was all, so many reasons. First of yeah. all, we live near each other, yeah. so that yeah. made it lovely. Yeah. But also, I could see that you guys were innovative. Mm-hmm. Like, especially in those early years, you guys were doing something nobody else was doing. And it was it was so cool to see. Well, and I think we really embraced social media early. I think we were one of the first mm-hmm. to really embrace that avenue of promoting our product and, and creating an online community. Like, it was really important. 
you know, that I had my sewing group in Alpine, but we wanted a, a bigger group. And I think it's important for women to bond and socialize, and we do it over food and all different things. But quilting brings us a lot of women together. And a lot of times you can't really quilt um, in a group. I mean, yeah. there used to be... Not a lot of people are quilting together, finishing their quilt. I mean, quilting is synonymous with piecing your quilt. But, you know, we can do so much online with this community. So we were all about community building and building up our social media. And and it's been really fun. And yeah. now we have, like, over 200,000 followers on Instagram and... Oh, 140,000 on, I think, Facebook. And that's at the time of filming this. You guys continually grow, which is so fun, and build that community. So here's the thing that I think is cool. Actually, we're going to show you guys. So if you're on the podcast, you're not going to be able to see this. So come on over to the YouTube channel if you'd like to see this. But Cindy's going to show us, like, what you guys are working on now. Mm -hmm. I like that you guys are constantly trying to bring things back. That's my feeling about this. But in a more modern, clean, Mm -hmm. beautiful way. So do you want to tell us about the new Riley yeah. Blake Batiks? so one of the things that we recently launched is Batiks, which the brand of our Batiks is called Expressions. We mold that over for months and months, but it's just, Expressions is just, you can express yourself however you want. And well, if you're, you can see me, I'm going to show you some of our beautiful <laughs> fabrics. So um, not all Batiks are created equal. So like I said, batiks have been our, our age-old fabrics, and they're still made very traditionally. But like I said, not all batiks are created equal. And if you're going to sew with batiks, you need to make sure you have a good quality batik. So it took us a couple years to launch this. So it's been a is huge Is it because the fabric is different? See, I don't really know this. So this you're going to educate me. So I'm going to give you a little story about batiks. Okay, so... Um, we worked with someone in the industry, her name's Kat, who has loves batiks like no one I've ever met, and she knows how to design them. But there's more that goes into just like you, when you design a piece of, like on a paper that translates to fabric. It's very different for batiks because we work with artisans in Indonesia that know how to combine colors to get you a beautiful fabric. So when you look at this, now when you're talking about batiks, there's, this is actually a hand dye. Batiks are usually made out of chops, which is spelled T-J-A-P-S, and it's pronounced chops. It's what they stamp the fabric at. That's the age-old technique. I'm sure it's been around a thousand years. They use copper to make these designs, and um, that's a chop. These are hand dyes where they scrunch up fabric, they scrunch it up like this, and then they add color. And they add little bits of color, like there's probably five or six different colors in here to give you this beautiful um, looking piece of fabric. And then it's made in Indonesia. So it's not a repeat. No. They're like hand making it. They're hand making it. They make them like almost in small batches, like chocolate, like a fine chocolate. but you have to start with a very sturdy base cloth. So the sturdy base cloth is um, a poplin, which is a tighter, finer weave than regular quilting cottons. So when you're buying a batik, batik, 
if you're buying a good one, <laughs> you are buying a higher quality of fabric because after this is hand dyed, then they put it out in the Indonesian sun to dry it. Oh. And that can really wreak havoc on like quilting cottons a lot. It has to be a little more sturdy. Oh, interesting. So feel that and you can tell it's just Yeah, a, it just feels different. And tighter weave. It as, is tighter and I feel like I can see the weave almost better in a weird way. I don't know. I I would need glasses on because it is much tighter. It is tighter, but you can kind of see the strands as it's like going through it. I just love that I feel like it's getting back to this like age old handmade which is what we're doing yeah. in quilting already. Yes. But like then to take it to this level feels like I don't know. So there's some batiks that, you know, the best batiks in the world are made in Indonesia. And it's because they have, they, they have clean water because you have to be, and the dyes they use are environmentally safe. And we are, we ethically source our batiks. I don't think everyone can say that, but we, you know, pay a fair wage and it's, you know, because there's this misnomer that, oh, don't buy a batik because, you know, it's not ethically sourced. Well, Riley Blake Designs is ethically sourced. We know the mill, we know the makers of the batiks, and we know who makes our base cloth. And it's... Oh, my gosh. They might You might pay a, a little bit more. But they're beautiful to sew with. <coughs> you can make clothing with this, and you, you are not going to believe how nice it is to sew with. In fact, I'm going to show you. Yeah, I'm excited to look at block. these. So, um, okay, if you're soon. on the podcast, you really do want to come over to the YouTube <coughs> channel for this because this is really, really great. So this is a hand dye in the back, and then this is a chop batik. And um, black, I haven't worked a lot with black. I usually do white, but the black just makes the batik pop, and you can see the gorgeous design. So really, I, even though you have the same chop design, the, the variation in color is going to be you know, organic and moving and different. Mm -hmm. And so, um, so we have what's called elementals. Yeah. So that was my is next a, question. It's, it's a little blender. Tone on tone. Yeah. Yeah. Tone tone. yeah and it. then we have the chop, which is our basic batiks. But then the artisans, you know, they create this color because they, we work with, that's what they train their entire life to do is make batiks. They're batik makers and they make the chop designs out of a cotton, uh, I, I mean a copper stamp. So is this stamped as well, this blender? Yes, it is. Stamped. That is a stamp. And then they are... I, like, so what they do, they stamp it, they put it in wax, and then they stamp... Well, they start out with a hand dye. So they start out with a hand dye, mm -hmm. and then they stamp it with wax, and the wax gets on it, so... Um, and then they take it off, and then they put more color on and where it's waxed, you know, you don't get the color. So, yeah, so, so right beautiful. here. The so it's, base, like a, it's like an opposite stencil. Yeah, yeah. So this is the base cloth right here, yellow. Mm -hmm. And then they stamped it so nothing will get on there. And then they probably add some more color, the reds and the, the greens in there. And then they take that off and then they have to wash it in high, high heat to get the wax off. And then they sometimes will do one more color. So... It really is it's a pretty amazing process. And when you sew with it, you know, you don't feel any wax residue. You just don't feel it. But you get 
almost no fraying because there's a tiny bit left in there. So when you're cutting, it just doesn't fray because it has so much stuff. Yeah, in that's it. what I was just gonna say. So here's my question for you, Cindy. Like, if you buy a pack of batiks, are mm -hmm. these out by the way? They come out the well. They will by the time. By this the time podcast. this. Okay, good. So by the time this podcast comes out, these will be available, and you yes. can buy them at local quilt shops. Yep, and just online. Ask. Some shops don't carry batiks. So go to a, your favorite shop that carries batiks and ask for Riley Blake Designs batiks. So here's my question. If I bought, like, is it coming in fat quarter packs? Or is yeah. it going to be mm -hmm. more on the bulk? Yes, we have both. Okay. We have both. So, like, if I bought even the same thing, it's going to be different because these are all hand-dyed. So they're all different. They're different, but they're similar. Like, okay. Okay. So these are, they're so good at it. They can be consistently, but... But yeah, look that at is the movement. That's pretty consistent. But but look, see, it's slightly different to here. Uh-huh. It's just the movement will be different but beautiful. They'll use all the same dyes, but it won't be exactly repeated because it's not screen printed or colored. Mm -hmm. See, there's just a lot of movement and color that you cannot predict, but you they can put it the same space, but where the color moves to. Mm-hmm. That's part of the artistry. Oh my gosh, of it. I love it so much. It reminds me of when I was taking a watercolor class. They mm -hmm. they said happy accidents. Yeah. that's like what you really want. Which is, even it, I mean, it's like tie dyeing, like the you know when you're making t shirts. But this is like expert level. Yeah, well, and more that. controlled. So yes. even though it is, um, you're getting all that movement. It's much more controlled. This is like uh, I love elemental. That. Isn't that beautiful? I I'm gonna make a dress. I think out of this. Yeah. So pretty. Okay, it really so, is lovely wait, to so you guys sourced it, but do you guys go in and talk to them about color and what you're looking for? Yes, we give them a range of colors because batiks is a lot about color, like having your color wall. And so the design's mm, a little less important than color. So we give them a range of color, and then the artisans work with this and say, okay, we need a coral red or we need a, a It's just interesting, this one that I'm holding up for you guys, like it's really a purple or a magenta on a red, which... But there's yellow in there too. Do you oh, see yeah, that? Oh yeah, there is yellow in there. Here, you guys see that? So that's, <laughs> I think that, that's why I was asking about the color. Like, did you tell them, we'd love to have a red with a magenta? Or did you tell them, we want something in this tonal yeah. range? That's where the artistry comes in. Yes, we give them a tonal range, but we kind of give them an idea. We need a purple, you know, and we get the rainbow colors. So good. Okay, you but guys. you won't see it on a salvage, so because they're all dyed, there, there'll be no salvages on batiks. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. That's so crazy, but it's true. Okay, like mm -hmm. you guys. I am really excited for you guys to find these. Um, go ahead and call your local quilt shop. Find out who's um, carrying these batiks. I think they're going to be really fun to add to whatever else you're working on. Mm -hmm. Do you know if lots of people are quilting just batik quilts or are they mixing them in with other things? Um, true batik lovers will not mix. They okay. generally will just do all batiks or all quilting cottons, but you can, you can, why not break the rules? You know, yeah. Riley Blake designs always breaks the rules. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. But this, no, but this... a lot of times you're like, no, I'm doing my entire quilt out of batiks and 
that's a-okay. You, you know, you're in charge of your quilts. You can do whatever you want. I love it. I um, I will say that in the past, I have not been the biggest fan of batiks. I was, I have to say, amen, me neither. And until we started this, I have a whole new love and appreciation for batiks. I really do. I think, I just thought it was just not pretty fabric. And then when I look at it, and really touch and feel it. It's such high quality and so, and the artistry, I just have a brand new appreciation for it. I really do. I do too, and I didn't know much about it, but what I'm liking is I'm loving seeing, if you guys can see the stack that Cindy is holding, mm -hmm. what I really like about it is they're still bringing the Riley Blake style to, to it. it. Yeah. Thank you for noticing that. Yes. Yeah. It's like bright. This and I think not maybe... your grandma's batiste. <laughs> This is, look at this, you guys. And I'm a grandma now. So this is your modern grandma. But that's, I think that's what I'm really loving that you guys are bringing to the table with these batiks, that it feels bright and happy the way mm -hmm. that Riley Blake has always felt to me. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you. Thank yeah. you for nice. Anyway, okay, I can't wait for you guys to try these. Cindy, thank you so much for coming on. This You're is welcome. like a, such a treat. She is so busy. I just feel really grateful getting in with Cindy. Um, so. I want to also mention we have block challenge starting in January. So it's we do so many sew alongs at Riley Blake Designs, but that is really fun. It starts in January, ends in May. We do uh, every every week we do a new block. So if you're new to quilting and you want to come join a community of block makers, come join us in January. And Where we'll can they find that? On our, um, we have a Facebook page dedicated to that, about 12,000 people. So you can go to our Riley Blake Facebook page, but I also do weekly videos on the YouTube on how to make the blocks. So you're like, I can't do it. I, I will take you through each block step by step. So YouTube and our blog and Facebook will we I may give you guys the links in the description and the show notes for you guys. So it'll be on the YouTube channel. So you guys, if you're watching on the YouTube channel, just go down and link it. If you're on the podcast, go into the description. We'll have a link there for you to go check out the block challenge. Yeah. Even like this is a sew along with one of our designers. So we have lots of sew alongs. There's lots of ways to get involved in this sewing community and with Riley Banks. So. Yeah. So if you've been sewing alone... <laughs> Now, you have no excuse. There is yeah, zero come, excuse. Come sew with us. Come sew with us. We had a lot of fun. All right. Thanks so much, Cindy. Thank you. Hey, did you know that you can visit me at makeanddesign.com to learn more about this podcast and join my VIP group for weekly freebies? I can't wait to see you there.